0: We be on the neck getting foolish. Live on the set with the gang and Mike Coolie. I'm just cooling. Cooling with the gang. Cooling with the gang. Coolie in the gang. We be on the neck getting foolish. Live on the set with the gang and Mike Coolie. I'm just cooling. Pullin' with the gang, pullin' with the gang, coolie in the gang Nothing better than a professor watch him cook up coolin' Big G, can't forget my nigga Mike coolin' Keep it hot like a pot of carrot, sweet as Mayberry Question is, is she single? We'll find out when I call callin', I be gigging off G Laughing till I'm nauseous, cause she ain't, they going all in leaving no stones unturned, no topic untouched They let the dust and they fuck shit up Brother I keep my money right Make sure you keep that money right, make sure you keep that money right. Glam Sham, keep the jewelry tight, make sure you keep it. We on weekly, make sure you peep it. Matt King, state of mind, best kept secret. Ain't nothing to it, but to do it, so do it. introduce the gang and Mike Coolin. We be on the neck, getting foolish. Live on the set with the gang and Mike Coolin. I'm just cooling, cooling with the gang. Coolin' with the gang, coolie in the gang We be on the net getting foolish Live on the set with the gang and Mike Coolie I'm just coolin' Coolin' with the gang Coolin' with the gang Coolie in the gang
1: Gang Show on Blockworks Radio. What's
2: going on, everybody? What's going on? Happy to be here. Yo, I'm trying to uh hit that switch so I can uh do what we gotta do tonight. But I am out of it. I ain't even gonna bullshit you. It's all right. Yeah, everything. Like Aiden had a game last night. And that shit like yo, who does baseball at seven o'clock on a weekday, yo? in the evening you know, like apparently
3: that's what they do down in the nc
2: you ain't lying that game wasn't over till like nine o'clock and every time they switched i'm like nah it gotta be over now right she was like, yeah. hey, what? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh but i'm here i was tired though and then chase they back in school and her bus come at 7 <coughs> 12. and the bus in the came morning
3: or from- at night in the morning i was about to say come on
2: Damn bus came at seven ten the other day. It's usually six kids on the bus stop. I mean, I know the bus driver know when he got there. It's only one kid. Like yo, he could have waited a couple minutes. Like, <laughs> like, that's that bullshit. Went right to school. Now I gotta take her to school. Like it was just one. It's just the week I already started. But I'm not gonna claim none of the negativity because it could be worse. moni do it, no Barry.
3: Morning will he
2: won't won't he will uh shout out to everybody here tonight what's up nj rich uh let us know you're in the building hit that share button um there's a uh shit. <laughs> never fails as soon as we get off of the air something happens so last week as soon as the show ended had a, a wonderful show with um elijah and um tendia family um very very dope show and as soon as we get off the air what happened I'm kind of that's when everything starts going off about Macau. Um so we're supposed to have a special guest tonight, author Troya Bishop. She's the author of um a very, very uh, dope book, um, The Answers to Intimacy, um, uh, why men need oral sex and women need to talk. Um, uh, she's supposed to be joining us tonight. Um so I can't
3: we'll- wait for this. It
1: sounds like it's
2: gonna be <laughs> the first one. <time. laughs> so uh hey. what's hey. up, I- so uh, hopefully um, that still goes through. I sent her everything to so hopefully that interview will still go through. Um, so let's just jump right into it. I'm sure everybody has seen the video of um, Micaiah Bryant. Um, what's up, Linnea? So we've already had different... You know, when things like this happen, we we communicate and talk. We've already had differences of communication. Uh, one person in this, uh, on this show has already called me a motherfucker a um, times. So... I'm going to go ahead and uh, we can go ahead and play the video and um, we'll take it from there. I did call you a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. All right, can I ask one quick
4: question first? Yes, sir. (laughs) Who the hell was the dude that tried to kick the girl once she pushed it down?
2: Now, I've watched this video, slow motion, I rewind it. And um, this is where Shannon and I bumped heads about the video because the first thing Shannon was saying was something about that first incident. But if you really slow the video down, that incident was Micaiah and that lady going at it. That lady hit the ground. And then that guy ran up and tried to kick the lady as Micaiah was turning and then running towards the girl in the pink. So her father, from what I understood, her grandmother, I don't know. It's, you hear a bunch of different stuff. So apparently she called the police because um, she felt threatened because um, she said girls were about to jump in. Um, from what I understood along with the police, she also called her, um, her grandmother and I believe her father. Um, so I thought I was led to believe that that was her grandmother and father that was standing there by the car, but I could be wrong. Um, so I don't know who uh, G you've had time to, uh, process and, um, let everything marinate. So, uh, what say you, my good
5: brother? Um, I, I thought it was fucked up personally. Uh,
2: I think we all agree to that. I, I think we can all agree that it was a fucked up situation. I don't,
5: I don't know who you can point the blame at. Um, if you can point the blame, I, I'm, I'm going to take a, a Rudy stand in this and say when the police showed up and he said, drop your weapon, she probably shouldn't have dropped the weapon. Do I think it was necessary to put put four bullets? We shot it four times or five times.
2: I believe it was four.
5: I don't know if four bullets was necessary. I mean, he couldn't have just put one in her leg. But like I said, Rudy's gonna probably say when the police showed up and they said, "Hey, stop! Put your weapon down," she should have stopped and put her weapon down. And then somebody's gonna say if she had to put her weapon down, he probably wouldn't have killed her. Um, I just think four shots was excessive. That's all. I guess I got. (laughs)
4: And my thing is too with that is it seemed like once the police pulled up, then she come running down. It like she was It seemed like she was protected and off in the distance. But when a cop got out and start walking, do you see her come running and attack that one girl?
2: It did seem like once the cop got there, everything just kind of jumped off again. I didn't yeah. understand. Like, so yeah, she was, okay. If
1: you said for
4: her life or whoever, and they called the police, why didn't she just stay in the house and let the police handle it or stay where she was? Now, like you said, killing the girl, that wasn't the answer to it. But then you still got to answer the question. If he wouldn't have did that, she would have
5: killed that other girl. Nah, that's what Mike said. Mike said the same shit. I think that's that. that's just... A lot more to it. I mean, I don't think you could say that. That That's that's a bit extreme. Why would it be? Did you see her with that knife cocked back? Yeah, but when the cop, when the cop, so when it, before the cop got there, she was scared. Now the cop shows up. Now she got some balls and now she's going to try to stab the girl to kill the girl. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I'm going to take the, I'm going to take my, my professor's stand and say, if she had to put the, if she had to put the knife down when he says, stop what you're doing. Cause I'm about to ruin and then that
2: would have been it. All right. And well, and then, and that was what we heard at first. First, they said um, she called the police because I thought they said that the girls were coming to the house, but apparently the girls were already there. The house, I think the fight started with girls that were already at the house. So that's how the, so the girls were already there. Then, of course, you know, everybody made it outside and um, that's where it went. I'm on heavy.com right now and, um, there was another angle, but I don't um uh, I couldn't find it anywhere online, but there was another angle from the neighbor's uh, surveillance camera across the street.
4: And where was those other cops at? Because you notice once he shot the girl, like two or three cops showed up over top of her body. Where was they at? They looked like they would have had a better angle to try to stop her or something.
2: All right, I got another angle for y'all. And because this is what Shannon kept saying, I need another angle. I need another angle. All right, I got another angle. Let's see if I can get this going. So that's it for that angle. Hmm.
4: The cop was actually closer than I thought.
2: Yeah. So she was apparently, I guess, back there somewhere. And well, maybe that's her right there. I don't know. She she probably didn't even realize the cop was there because something happened to set her off again. And, you know, once your emotions start going and, you know, you kind of like in that element, like.
1: Can you?
3: I was about to say, can you slow okay. it now?
2: Whoever that dude was,
4: he's a bitch. So, where we started trying to break down, the
3: up, Like right there. All right, just keep going. Just, just
1: sure.
2: Oh, see, something already happening by the car. Correct. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And I think that's when he saw the knife. But, yeah, that dude kicking the girl, like, that wasn't necessary. Yeah, she just ran charged right at the girl in the pink. She was upset, man. Whatever they did, they pissed that girl off. That cop was kind of reckless too
4: because if he was off a little bit he'd have hit both of them girls.
3: Not and it's to me it's not even conda. It it is. This is how innocent people get shot too. I'm not saying the thing is is what's the argument.
1: It, justified life.
3: Like they did did this situation and again everybody's gonna speculate based off of what 19 seconds of footage that we have. We don't know what happened to the girl prior to that which resulted in her calling the police. You know, we're not privy to a lot of things, but everybody likes to speculate and pass judgment. At the end of the day, what did it co- it cost her her life? Was that necessary? And he was extremely reckless. Where did all of these officers come from that they couldn't defuse the situation? Where, where's the training at for these type of situations? If you go to a house and there's a domestic dispute, do, do because they arguing back and forth and somebody shove them, do you pull out your gun and shoot them? It's like, where's the training? Where's the conversation? And it's like, we all wanna sit here and everybody wanna play private eye investigation and do all of that, but that's, it's a bigger conversation than that. It's a a way bigger conversation. And everybody goes back to the, oh, all lives matter. Yeah, every life matters, but at some point we want it to be, hey, can y'all take the same approach that y'all take with everybody else? Not can you kill other people and kill white people? No, but can you stop killing us? The same way we just watched a whole clip that time when those people were sitting in that black woman's house, washing up, her food and everything. Would they have given those conversations and that amount of dialogue to someone of color? No, it's always quick to pull your gun out because they sense fear. They are afraid. So they retaliate. It's not a proactive approach, it's a reactive. And if you're walking around with a gun and your first approach is to be reactive, this is the outcome. I'm not saying any of these people are ever right. But if they pull out a gun on you, I can understand. <laughs> but at no point was he really threatened. Was his life threatened? Nobody knows what happened to that girl before she before we got there. Before we got the footage. We don't know.
2: But what about the girl and she's I don't, say, I don't understand. What is that?
1: That noise.
2: Oh, that
5: might be me. My fault. My fault.
2: I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
2: My only, my only question I really, 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 really have is, um, and this is how I presented it to Shannon. I said, well, what if Chase was the girl in the pink? What would you have wanted the cop to do right then and there?
3: Whose property was it?
2: It was if- uh, It was her foster home, so I guess it was all of it. Because the girls that she was going at it with used to live there also. Yeah, you used that, use that to me the other day. But what if Chase was the one with the knife? And then I would really have to honestly, would I be upset? Hell yes. I definitely would. But I would really have to look like, why the fuck? I would have to ask myself, like, why the fuck did Chase go off like that? Like, why the fuck was Chase because trying to it was
1: probably fucking with
3: her. Nobody just walking around. Like, if she called the police, there was some type of threat that she felt. And again, we are not privy to that information, but everybody passed judgment. If I'm calling the police, especially as a black person, we don't call the police. We don't want to get the cops involved because we, don't, we can't control the outcome. So if somebody's calling the police, then their means it has escalated to the point of it's out of someone's control or they've tried to potentially mitigate the situation and it was unsuccessful. So you engage law enforcement only for law enforcement to come there. And then now you're you're the villain when these really? people came to you.
5: With the yeah,
6: Professor Professor ain't said
3: anything.
6: What you say, Professor? He had to put his glasses on and get all, you know, yeah, he he said something. Negro Thomas. <laughs> I put my glasses on because I've noticed that uh, I have problems with seeing when I I mean I have problems with the computer when I don't. But but listen, so just my opinion. Um, which you know doesn't doesn't account for a whole lot, but it's just my opinion. First thing first thing that I think is um here we are once again in a scenario where, first of all, I would never want to be that police officer in that position. I would never want to be the girl in front of the knife, nor would I want to be the girl with the knife in no shape, form, or fashion. But I want to play any of those positions because all of those positions could potentially end up with somebody losing their life. It's even the officer. I mean, so let's not let's not uh, negate that either because he was close enough at one point to have been stabbed as well. So <clears throat> that's. I wouldn't want to be in any of those people's position. Not only that, I would never want to have to make the determination of to take someone's life, especially a young adult, um, under those types of circumstances. Um, but what I will say is, you know, my ultimate question is, well, what is he supposed to do? I know that I saw that somebody said there was another alternative. But what was the other alternative? We talking about a weapon, and we talking about somebody's life. The girl, Micaiah, um, uh, Micaela, right? Is that how you say it? Micaiah. I believe. Micaiah. I've been saying Micaiah. So, okay. so Miss Bryant. So with Miss Bryant, um, you know, I just, I just can't help but, but say to myself, like, damn, you know, whatever that few seconds and and again you know we've all been angry before and you know acted up and done some some foolish things but the way that police officers handle people of color is not a mystery like that's not the unknown um we already know that that's you know that's the outcome when it comes to us <clears throat> i just don't understand how come she chose to put her life her life on the line in that particular situation like she she did everything that a person would do if they were trying to lose their life. I mean, I can't, I can't express it any other, any other way. Now, you can't, you can't account for emotions. So when emotions evolve, anything involved, anything can happen. Um, it's unfortunate all the way around because the young lady that was standing in front of the knife, there's a level of trauma involved with that as well. She's a young girl. She may have, may have never seen someone die before. Nor has she ever, she may have never been in a situation where her life was in jeopardy and bullets flying in front of her as well. The police officer, damn good shot. He hit He hit his target, he didn't miss at all. He's you know, a, he, so,
2: was, he was a marksman in the military.
6: Okay, well, there it go. That answers your question about why he didn't hit nobody else. And that answers your question of why he took the shot too. So, and you know what, your uh, cousin came on and we talked about this too. Remember, he was saying that a lot of people in the military become police officers and they have a different mind frame when it comes to uh, dealing with civilians and um, uh, in dangerous situations. But again, I go back to the same comment. I mean, I still have to say the same thing. Well, what was he supposed to do? I don't think personally, just in my opinion, I don't like to try to make everything a black and white issue. Like everything is not called for a black and white issue. I feel like some situations, you have to call it what it is. It was a fucked up situation. He had to make a fucked up call, regardless of his real intention or lack of intention. And that was the outcome. I mean, I, I don't see, I don't see where, where there's any other conversation about it. The girl's life matters. The other girl in front of the knife. life matters just as much as uh, Micaiah's life matters. Um. Again, it's just a a, a horrible scenario. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many different people. I mean, I, I understand. All right. So so let's let's look at the the, the whole taser situation. And, and and let's be real honest about the taser conversation. Yo, we didn't watch three videos with people getting tased, and what did they do? The Ooh. same shit that they was trying to do the whole time. They still got shots off they still were able to fight on police officers they still were able to get away from that so taser to me is not the option when you have a when you have a weapon and you are steps or seconds from using that weapon on somebody the taser is not an option The taser goes out the window in my opinion that, that's not even that's not even but a go to so
3: who makes that decision though
6: the i mean police officer.
3: but i understand that perspective but i'm looking at it from you get to decide To me, there should be a process, a protocol, procedures, steps, before you get to that level of escalation, before you draw your weapon to shoot, kill. As you stated, this person has a certain military background where they can shoot to kill, but they also can do a shot where they're not killing.
6: Police officers are not trained to make, they're trained to kill. They're not trained to put you to stop well, you. They're trained but then to put
3: what do we have tasers for. and everything else for? What do we have training for? If that's the case, then we might as well just get everybody who know how to shoot and make them all police officers. You still so have to com- be trained to deal with certain situations and scenarios.
2: But in this situation right here, I think we are. I think all of us are really, I think in these situations, we try to lump everything that happens in to every situation. So this right here to me, this is not George Floyd. This is, this is not, um, Lord have mercy. This is not uh Philando Castillo. This is not Eric Ghana. You know, this is not Trayvon Martin. Like this is not that. This is something else, but can be tied to that depending on who you're talking to because of everything else that has happened. I think it's hard for us now to take every situation on a case by case basis because it happens so frequently and at this point so often, but I think we still have to kind of hold on to that, okay, what happened just here? Even though it's hard to block out the rest of it, we kind of got to look at this like, okay, what's happening here? Now, I do, un- I do agree, Mayberry, there should be other ways to deal with things, but in this situation, when there were seconds to decide, I'm either going to save her or not kill her. Because mm-hmm. it was only two options there because somebody was going to get hurt no matter what. If he didn't take the shot, somebody was going to get hurt. So well,
4: where were the other responsible adults? They, like were, they, they point, were standing there
2: watching like they usually do. Right.
4: At that point, when she came running out with the knife before she attacked the other girl, why that dude couldn't grab and say, Yo, yo, oh, oh, the boys here, chill out. I don't out. think anybody realized. I don't think anybody realized
7: that the way she came running around that corner that she even but had. she wasn't, she was
2: standing there. We just like I saw I got the other video here. She was standing there. Somebody saw that knife. She was standing there.
3: Yeah. I mean, we don't. Know I mean, really sure, we really don't know that somebody saw that knife because I. We don't
7: know. was something on my right hand, and he on my left, and he'll never know what I have on my right hand because he's not paying me that close of attention. So we really don't know that anybody knew exactly what she had.
2: That was a long ass steak knife.
6: Man, all I can say is the same thing I started it off with. It was just a bad situation, it really was all the way around um and there there really is no no solid answer except for what you looked at. You remember when you was in school the teacher told you, based off of what you saw, don't add nothing to it, don't take nothing away. What do you think about or what was the answer to what you saw to me what the an- the answer was what you saw just my opinion, like I said, from what I saw, he did what he had to do i mean i, I, I now. Let me say one other thing because I hear this a lot often too. That they would handle it different with white people, but we know that though. We know that that's 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 not even a mystery. So when you say that, my question to you, my question to that, or my statement to that is, we got a choice. Like me and uh, was it Mike? Mike said it last week. What if I don't want to um, do anything different? Well. We've already seen that if you don't want to do anything different, you get the same outcome. And I'm not saying that it's right, wrong, and indifferent. All I'm saying is you got to be smart. You remember, you remember in in um and and I hate to use this analogy, but it's the only thing that's coming to my head. But you remember in in Harlem in Harlem Nights when Quick and um Richard Pryor had that conversation about he was going to go kill Calhoun, and he told him it's a lot of what do you say, a lot of uh. Basically, a lot of gangsters, a lot of young gangsters laying in the, in the, in the grave, you know, because they decided to make a, a foolish decision real fast. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about these situations. Sometimes you got to you got to be smart, man. Even in an in a, in a irrational situation, you got to use some length of some some measure of um, intelligence with these situations. No, it's not right. No, it's not fair. We've established that already. So let's talk about what we can deal with right now. Can we get better as years and, and whatever progresses? Possibly. But as it stands right now, uh, Black people, people of color are killable. I think we can agree on that. So if that's the case, what are you going to do? Every situation you're going to put put yourself in a situation to be killed? That To me, that, that just don't sound right to me. Some situations you need to, you know, kind of kind of play it out in a way that's a little bit smarter. I'm not going to jeopardize my life. And I, You know, me and Mike had this conversation um, a couple of days ago. I've done some stupid shit, some shit that, that could have cost me my life today. You know, so knowing what I know now, I would never do those things because I know what they're looking for. And they right, got a reason. Yeah, but some, that's fine. It's fine when uh, there is a reason, but
5: think of the people that's been killed for no fucking reason.
6: So What's yeah, your answer to that? So me and, me and, uh, Another gentleman that was on here before had a conversation about that. And I know a lot of people are not going to agree with this. But out of all of the people that, has been, that, have, been, that have lost their life in these situations, honestly, honestly, there's only one that I can honestly say that he did absolutely, positively, nothing at all wrong and got the short end of the state. You know who that was? The one guy that was sitting in the car with his gun and his child, and he told the yeah, police officer he had the gun and lost Philando, his life.
2: Yeah, Fernando That is the
6: only one. Everybody else, in some shape, form, or fashion, whether whether the force was needed or not, that's not the conversation. What
1: about
6: T what's that? police
3: though. Um the little so boy, Mayor rice. The rice.
1: He was just playing with
2: a toy. Toy <laughs> gun.
1: But, but
4: Listen
5: to know, what I'm saying.
1: I'm not saying it,
2: like he, what was he doing but more why, about being, but, a, about but, being a kid. But that's what I'm saying. Listen to what he said. He was I'm saying, not
5: saying yeah, he was, wait a minute." But that's right. She's right. He was a kid doing a kid thing, playing a kid, doing kid functions.
6: That that I, he was doing absolutely nothing more than being a fucking kid and got killed. Okay, and that and as that may be another situation. But as far as the ones that I can remember, the situ- the scenarios that I I can't remember all of the people that have lost their lives because there's more people than we actually uh point out but the ones that i can remember this this guy did absolutely nothing wrong he complied to the fullest and he was honest about his scenario and situation mm-hmm. he didn't go for anything he tried to do the right thing and he still lost his life mm-hmm. now you might bring up another person that you can think of that was in a scenario um but this guy i mean there is absolutely nothing questionable about what he did Nothing. What what are you going to question about that particular scenario? Absolutely nothing. And he still lost his life. But some of these other scenarios, you can say, all oh, right, well, damn, yo, why was you doing that? Oh, damn, why did you respond like that? And I mean, of course, it's hindsight. You know, it's easy to, to speak on something in hindsight. And it's easy to speak on something if you're not in that position, too. But I mean, you got to. Okay. So it's safe to say it's safe to say that you could be doing the right thing, or not acting like a nigga, and still gets treated like a nigga. It could be, but statistic wise, it's, it's, I I know it's not, not good. I'm not, I'm not doing. I'm, fuck the numbers and the statistics. <laughs> I, I'm telling you that 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 is an example
5: that you just gave of a motherfucker doing the right thing that wasn't showing out, that wasn't acting like a color, and still got treated like a color.
6: Let me ask. you so it doesn't matter what
5: you do. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You still gonna be treated like a color.
6: Let me ask you a question man, and be honest about it. Out of all of the people that everybody is on here, everybody on here knows, how many of y'all know somebody that's been killed by the police? Just be honest. Okay, that's first mm-hmm. question. Second question: Out of all of the people that's on here right now, how many people know someone who has gotten their ass whipped by the police and did not deserve the ass whipping? And I know what you're gonna say. Nobody deserves an ass whipping. Cut the shit. Come on, let's 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 be truthful. Who? Nobody, and that's my point. My point is statistics again, you can't ignore numbers, like they say numbers don't lie according to the numbers, it does not happen the way that we try to project it to be. Does that mean it's any less important absolutely not that's not that's not the conversation. All I'm saying to you is just by what we've seen, these people that the people that have tried to you know people get stopped all the time, people get arrested all the time, people get in, in confrontations with police all the time. Everybody don't lose their life. Why is that? So you have to say to yourself, okay, you 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 already know that there is a difference between how people of color are treated and white people are treated. That that's that's no conversation. But there is a level of compliance that you're gonna have to have if you want to keep your life. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not advocating that is right at all. All i'm saying is if you want to keep your life you got to make a decision either you can do something that could potentially jeopardize your life or you can do something to save your life at that moment or try try i'ma try i ain't gonna lie to you as long as they're not gonna ask me to do something that is demeaning to me i'm not gonna do no no, no wild shit, man i ain't gonna stand on my head and you know what i mean no, nothing like that but at the I'm same time walk like a dog I'm not doing nothing like that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I am, I am, I am not going to put myself in a position to lose my life. You can call it what you want. And here's the funny part: there's probably people that's gonna listen to this and listen to me saying what I'm saying, but they never done nothing in their life. They ain't never been involved in no serious situations and they got a lot of opinions. I have, you know, so I can speak on it and say, yo, I know how these things go. I done seen these different things happen. It doesn't happen the way that the the media pushes it out. It doesn't.
2: Well, um, like I said, 16-year-old Makaya Bryant, um, I believe we all agree that it was definitely tragic. Um, Young life, um, gone. Um, And I believe a lot of people are to blame. Um, I believe this whole situation could have been dead even before the police got there because somebody it should have been it should have been
3: and somebody made a good point about the communities need to come together on how to work on resolving oh, yeah. issues yeah. better so before they have to escalate to the police like
1: mm-hmm.
3: and then like i understand professor where you coming from it's just like but why did the situation have to get so bad to that point like why y'all gotta go to the, to the spot why y'all had to be on turn up like it's, it's not the time to be acting like dumb asses. You know, it's just not. It's,
1: it's,
2: it's just really the not. argument over keeping the house clean. And, and that what? It's like, it's like the uh, argument was over keeping the, keeping the house clean. Oh, keeping the house clean? Yeah. That's crazy. That's how it all started. A regular it argument that we've all had with somebody at one point in time, like, just a regular argument just
3: that escalated to the point where somebody's life is gone now. You know, it's just like, at what point do we say, it ain't worth it? Like, this is why I could say, I understand where the professor is coming from. When we already know what the outcome can be. We know what the possibility can be. Do your best to not be a part of the bull crap so that you're not on the other end of somebody saying Black Lives Matter. Like, do your part. Why do we have to bring drama and chaos and then the only time everybody will speak up and come together is when stuff like this happens. The
4: aftermath,
3: right? So now this is that that proactive it's proactive versus reactive. Not everybody reacting, but can't we do something proactively to prevent these type of situations so it doesn't cost someone their life?
4: And I know and you, somebody black was people there. like drama. Black people like drama. So I'm quite sure somebody out there egging the shit on. Like
3: I don't <laughs> say black people like drama. There's just people that just don't have nothing else better to do. Their lives okay. is boring and they want a it's live true. soap opera.
4: Because you ain't gonna tell me all those people, I out there. Some, somebody could be. Did some I, some I didn't see some petty Caucasians,
3: I mm-hmm. didn't see some petty Caucasians and some Kickstarter, so let's not make it a, a black thing. Some
2: people no,
1: are just hell, about, head,
3: hell bent on destruction,
2: but we and all have, have really that really one friend that we all that we know is um,
3: the hype man, a high
2: head. no, a high. Head. Okay. We all have that one friend that we know that we need to be like, all right, chill out, all right, Nah, like chill. Everybody out there knew that she probably was like, somebody could have been her, pu- I call him a pull-up buddy. Oh, hold up, nah, just chill out. You somebody probably there.
3: said, no, go stab That's the bitch.
2: A, exactly. That's somebody somebody probably, probably said that. I probably did yell that dumb shit up. And
4: I can't get past that fucking guy Yeah,
1: Like, yeah.
4: grown ass yeah. man out there, instead of him stopping and he trying to kick the bitch. I mean, kick the girl. <laughs> I heard you. What'd okay. you
1: say, Black? what you say, kick the whole? Pick the the, the girl that's now, He's a young game. lady, the young lady. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's to I you
4: said. he uh, should have grabbed the girl with the knife, like yo, the the look boys here.
3: Like? Why you had to do the angle though?
6: Look at that. Oh, yeah,
3: you had to do that.
6: Look at that. That's right now, about now. That? What are we going to look do about at that, now, that Right there. <laughs> That's a great shot right there. Now you look, tell look, me, look. you the police, and look at where this this girl is with the knife and where her hand is. What are you supposed to do?
3: Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. And pull the tape shoot out. On the That's
2: what I shoot in the ass. See, I, I heard a lot oh. of people saying shooting the leg. Now you know it's femoral artery in the leg. Right? I said
3: shoot
2: in the ass. He still could have blood out. Yeah,
3: and the pinky toe. But he had a
4: good. He had a good aim at the ass. I'm quite sure she would have yeah, dropped he it. Got,
3: he he just graze, He could have just grazed the booty cheek.
4: Yeah.
6: You know. Yeah. Um, um, I got to say, again, y'all, it's a really, really fucked up situation, and I would never, ever want to be in that situation, whether a police officer or otherwise. I would never want to have to make a determination like that in my life, because there is no real right answer to this to this uh, situation. In the end, somebody, somebody loses their life or gets hurt, like Cooley said earlier. And, you know, you are the in that particular situation, you are the judge, jury, and the executioner to figure out what to do right then, not in a couple seconds. Right then, it's a moment's notice. Her hand is back with that type of speed. There's a great chance that she's going to cause a lot of damage with that knife, and she's probably not going to stab it just once. Um, but it's it, it's really sad, man. It's a it's a a fucking horrible. Scenario. And every time I, I look at that video or hear something about it, <clears throat> it always make me like sit back for a second and just think about yo, this shit yo out here is bad. Now let's be let's be transparent. <clears throat> Most of us have seen or been in situations like that before, where we've gone to someone's well, I well, I know that I've seen it before, been or been outside somebody's door before. So We've seen how those situations, or have heard about how those situations can transpire. It's okay. the only thing is, it's a different time. It's a different time because the community is different. The people that are around are different. Once upon a time, guess what? The parent could have came out the house, or someone in that that household could have came outside and said, "Hey, man, y'all chill out, man. Whatever is going on, let's talk about it. Let's let's change something. It don't it don't have to go this way. Somebody could have said something. Nobody's nobody said anything. Everybody's egging it on. Like you said, the young boy, he come over there and kick somebody in their face. I mean, it's, it's it's a shit show all the way around, and it doesn't seem like there's anybody that's a, a voice of reason at all out there. I ain't hear nobody say, come here, don't do that. You know what I mean? Nothing. But here we go. Another scenario. Another life. And, that man, you know, the fact that she's young doesn't help it either.
2: Well, we got another one. <laughs> We got a lot of. I posted this video earlier. Uh, Now, let me get some comments out the room. I'm I'm so sorry. This comment. uh, So uh, like Mayberry said, um, where do I go? So I'm going to go with NJ. NJ said the officer had options to handle the situation, but when there is a weapon involved, everything deadly force is an option. The Mm issue is that officers have handled our communities differently. When weapons were involved, other people made it out alive. Officers have used tasers in similar situations, so like Mayberry said, why can't we get the same opportunity to live <clears throat> in other communities? Uh, Linnea said it was told that Makaya was having issues with that specific foster home. Her sister stated that she was having issues. Um, N.J. Rich says our communities need to work on de-escalating before calling the police. Older people need to talk these young people, be- talk to these young people be- before fighting becomes an option. And Linnea says, "I agree with the professor. Back in the day, adults would pop out and break it up." So uh, we appreciate y'all' your comments. You tuned into the Cooling the Gang Show live every Tuesday night, six PM to eight PM. Take do me one favor. Take a second. Hit that. Hit that share button. Hit that thumb. Hit that heart. Hit that thumbs up. Um, shout yourself out. Let us know you're in here so we can say hey to you. Um, Anthony Thompson Jr. Uh, did y'all see the story about Anthony? This one went. A little under under the radar i kind of um i heard about it i think by i don't need, i don't want to say accident but this wasn't really mainstream now this video is a little long and i watched it last night and i had mixed emotions when i watched it. like just watching it it um did something i wanted to get it out before uh, i wanted before g rolled out you know he probably t- sick of my shit anyway <laughs> <laughs>
6: Hey, G, I'm going to come up the store and knock some shit over, yo.
1: <laughs>
6: don't make me know, never mind. I ain't got to clean the shit up. <laughs> I might kick some shit over with you. <laughs> Mike, what's the hole up, yo? Uh-oh. I think I might deleted it by accident. Mm,
1: just
6: That's what you're talking about, yo. That's you can't trust can't stress your colors, yo. always don't you know. Was like,
3: I knew somebody was going to say it, them colors. I thought it was going to be G that said it.
6: I really, think I, um,
2: I think I bamboozled it real quick. Hold up, I got a backup though. But um, this young man was um, shot in the bathroom of his high school. I'm glad I didn't turn the Wi-Fi off on the. Um...
6: And was this a, um, this was a regular officer, right, or was it a, a school police? No, the, the
2: police were called. The police were definitely called.
6: The girl mother
2: called the police, right? Yeah. Y'all have so much patience with me. Like, I appreciate everybody. No, we don't. Who
1: the fuck said we got
2: patience? Problem. No, we don't. I'm talking about y'all. Y'all, y'all just oh, different. Oh. I'm talking about the lovely people that tune in and, and uh, <laughs> rock with us every week. They don't but, have
3: patience for your shit either. They do. No, they
1: don't.
2: They him.
3: Really? <laughs> no,
1: they,
2: they understand that I've. They
3: left. as Mike messed up, and he took so long. Mm-hmm. Everybody left the room. It's Mike's fault.
6: Gee, yeah. <laughs> They got a
1: little
6: song,
2: too. No, it's not a song. I think somebody just put this video together.
1: Man, I feel sad. <laughs>
6: Oh come
1: on. Vanilla. <clears throat> oh damn. Did she hear him? You know, she the bitch, sit
4: out
6: of him. Which one the girl? Oh, the wall. Yeah, shit, the wall. <laughs> Which <laughs> one the girl? Yeah, good question.
1: This
6: nigga got slippers on.
3: Not slippers.
6: Is he trying to go down on pants? path? What the fuck is
1: he doing? He got a hand up against the wall in her
6: face. Right. Call oh, the police.
2: Don't forget if we get cut off, join us over on YouTube or Twitch facebook does not like us when we play videos this is text between the the boy and the mother of the girl
6: They got to sell it blow by blow, but that's it.
5: God damn! school about to let out in a minute, ain't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dang, yo.
6: That's a long-ass video.
3: Ain't I
5: told
6: it? Y'all, I told y'all this one was long.
3: He walked back outside. He come back in. All right.
6: Go to the bathroom. Shake three times. All you need with this you more time more than that, he
3: was playing with himself.
8: Yeah. <laughs> long <laughs> Not for police communications. Uh, Yes, ma'am. They were saying I needed an officer to come out to make a report. Okay. And what happened? My daughter um, got into an altercation today at school with um, an ex-boyfriend. I've called uh, a couple of times actually and spoke with the Justice Center as well as juvenile court about this kid because he keeps continuing to put his hands on my daughter. Um, But it happened again today, and we're trying to press charges on him through juvenile court, but they need a report to be made. Okay, and what did he do? Uh, today, the incident, um, he came into the principal's office where she was and started beating on the door uh, to break glass. She came out. The principal had stepped out of the office for a minute, evidently. But when she came out, he kept putting his hands on her. Um, she said, poking her in her face, in her jaw, pulling her hair, um, The incident I witnessed about a a week or two ago, um, he was at my house and I made him leave because he had actually uh, choked her and I had threw her around the bedroom. I heard some noise. I went in there and I threw the kid out of my house. Well, she's not had anything to do with him since then, or tried not to. But they ran into each other at school a couple of times, and every time he's been very forceful with her. Well, tried to give him breaks. I tried to contact his mom. Nothing is, you know, nothing's controlling this kid at this point. I'll have to take it, the legal. Okay. Do you know if he's white? Right? It's Anthony Thompson. He's a black male. Known to carry a 9 millimeter pistol, oh, nice. which he's partner, with numerous times. He's a student at Austin East High School. She is also, but he is not done for that school. And I've even told the school that he's an issue. They know he's an issue, and they still have not removed him from this school. Okay. So, How I'm old is so he? My child. He's also 17. That's why I was having to go through a juvenile. Okay. Do you know where he's at now? He's at school. She left and ran home. Any weapon or any drinking or drugs involved? He does have a weapon. I don't. I don't know um, if he does drugs or not. I'm pretty sure he smokes weed. I'm not sure what else he may do. Dad. We ain't no drug
7: as that goes on we start to continue to argue as he thinks i'm still at school but well, he's like oh so you're so mad now you want to fight do you want to fight Da-da-da-da. and he's like i'm gonna come up there so he comes up there and he's like oh so you're not gonna come out so now you just keep you just keep threatening me bro like it, it's to it's going on for too so long i'm tired of the threats i'm tired of the fights i'm tired of being scared
1: yeah
8: i don't want to be scared yeah. Now he friends her with the gun too. And he's known to carry a 9 millimeter gun. Okay. You ever seen it? Yes. She has seen yeah. it. Okay. Where does he keep it at? Is it with him now? Please tell him because he's at school. I don't, I don't, don't know. know. We, we have cleared backpacks. he so normally keep it in the car, glove box? You don't have you know, a car. Hi, Apple. officer. Hey, buddy. I don't a lot of them hide their guns in the bushes outside. Hey, man. Now I don't know yeah. if you'll ever. You might find a lot of guns in the bushes outside, but that's what those kids do. They hide got them in the bushes so they can pick them up when they leave school. Right, well, I'm gonna
0: go back down hey. to the school and we'll deal with all this. He's gonna go to jail.
9: Right.
6: What kind of school go is it?
9: We're gonna deal with it Maybe we can yeah. get him some help. I don't know.
2: We'll Either way, it'll keep him please. from uh, from hurting you.
3: I can't with him. Why did say that? She was
1: got thick though.
6: Yes, she uh, (laughs) was. She probably had no teeth in her mouth. No, she she gave us our Instagram (laughs) page.
1: No, she's talking. Yes.
3: This is a PowerPoint presentation.
1: Right.
6: Mm -hmm. Hmm. My God, pop quiz at the end of this shit. <laughs> I, here, so I don't
0: feel Appreciate like you have
2: the proper through, but oh, I couldn't edit it. The yeah, whole video you know. just went together. You know, you gotta have hey. more than one. You think one's enough? What Let's go this size.
5: More than one what? Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
6: I can't help him. they're up there right now, first of all i will doing, I'm little
2: to get and a nice cut of shoes. So if you want, you can buy a light bulb, and you can look at the uh, video the video. Yep, yeah. is he still here? Nice, I'll take you out there. I'll get him in the building. Oh, hold up, oh, too far. Hey man, yo,
3: what are you doing?
6: Just leave it alone, Mike. Leave so, yeah, we'll to it alone. So, look Y'all this place?
4: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's good enough for me. I'll get your
2: IDN and everything. And we'll get yeah. roll from there.
1: Doom, doom. Who's in here? Hey, how can I hang it man?
6: Stand up here. Stand up here. Stand up, bro. They fucking.
0: Bro. They asses.
2: y'all
6: hear this? Mm, they asses. Give me hands out of your pocket. Give me hands out, out, of, you out of, of your pocket. pocket. Oh, My bad. My bad. Wait, 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 wait
0: <laughs> my, bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, wait, 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 you you go. wait, wait, I me you. Just help me help
7: me help your help Behind your me help be
1: Fuck me help you. Fuck me help
2: help
1: me Please help me Please help So wow. Did he have a
2: gun yeah, the gun, it yeah, it fell out on it. It was on the ground. It fell on the ground.
6: So why did
1: they
2: shoot? Why did they shoot
4: him if it fell on the ground? They because the the scene looked like they were struggling with it. He had it in his hand, and they were
2: struggling with him. At I didn't first. even see it
3: in his hand.
2: Yeah, I it, didn't it, That's the what. hand that he didn't pull out the hoodie. So oh, it says is- that um, as he it says as he was and this is on. I'm looking at uh, I'm on the NY Post right now. Because as he was told to put his hands behind his back to be cuffed the teen suddenly struggled as he reached for a handgun inside his hoodie
0: with with it with it it discharging
2: during the struggle so the gun went off he did not aim the gun at anybody he did not try to you know i believe fear kicked in the police just walked in i got the thing on me I think just, I, I I don't know. I just think that he forgot. It. I, I don't know. I, I don't know.
4: And they shot um, another student too?
2: No, nah, no, nah, it was just him. The other student, they just, he was in the bathroom too. Uh, G, I know you got to get ready to, um, so I want you to, uh, I'll let you.
5: Oh, I got nothing. I got nothing. Um, I don't know. I got nothing. I don't, I don't know. Uh. Yeah, well, I I don't know. I got nothing. I'm I'm gonna pass on this one. What you got, Professor?
6: I really don't have a, a comment on it either. To be honest with you, um, I saw it. I, I know about it. I um, I only thing I can say is here we go. Another situation that just seemed a little suspect. Regardless, and in my opinion, I would rather not make it a. A, a color thing. I mean, you. I guess you could if you would like to, but we can't ignore the reality of he did have a gun in school. Whether he used it or not is a whole nother conversation. I mean, again, something fucked up. I wish I wouldn't have to. I would not want to be on any side of it. I wouldn't even want to been in the bathroom when that shit happened. You know. So, um, and and let me let me just add something something to that. I know I said I ain't had nothing, but the more I think about it, I, I do have something. That situation that took place is something similar that happened to me when I was younger. That's why I said I've been on the side where I've done something dumb and it could have cost me my life. This young man lost his life, I didn't. But it's so easy for these things to happen. And again, like you said, fear kicked in. Um, I don't know what his intentions were about holding the gun. I guess, I don't know if he thought, I don't know what he was thinking to be honest with you. Plus he's young, you know. As a young man, you, your mind is not thinking straight. Um, the fact that he's sitting in the bathroom with a gun on him after the mother then showed that she's called the police is strange enough. I'm still trying to figure out this is the same day. This was a long ass day, but it's the same day. The mother sent you a picture to the police. You're still in the school. The, the She said something something about he broke some window in the school and oh yeah. hit her daughter or something.
2: He was just banging on the the principal's door real
6: hard. So why they didn't put him out for the day? I'm trying to figure out why the he stole anything. Out. So the huh? principal
2: walked out the office when he went to go see the girl. So he knew the principal wasn't in there when he started banging. He wasn't. Oh. So children, he wasn't a dummy. He knew when to act up. Well, and I just that shot him. Out, I don't believe he's white. He's not. He don't look white to me. But he, is he white?
7: Oh, He's Spanish. Officer
2: the of China. Yeah, it was a white officer there, but that's oh not the officer uh, that shot. He's China. not
7: black, but he's um. Uh, yeah.
3: He's something. He ain't black. I'm yeah.
0: I don't yeah. I
2: mean, understand. I don't know. I, I, it's I, just I, another unfortunate. And Crump is back on the scene. He, he gonna take care of it as usual. Right, as usual, you already know. Hey, look, I gotta get ready to go. Y'all be
5: safe. Um, I listen to the rest of the show inside.
2: Uh... All right, bro. All right, love
5: y'all. right, love y'all.
2: Love, love you too, man.
4: <laughs> like that was crazy. My no, thing is, all right. Didn't they say somebody had texted him saying that the
2: police was at the school?
1: Mm-hmm. At a
4: mother. Why you ain't get out of there at that point? You knew you had the gun on you.
2: He went. Inside so, the bathroom. maybe, yeah. He because he he have been in the bathroom for a minute. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I time,
4: Yeah, i when, when they pulled up on you, you knew you had the gun on you. So at that point, I mean, you see how many cops it was. You going to be able to get it out and hit all them. At that point, you got to give up, man. So I don't know if he was trying to reach for the gun to pull it out to use it, but the fact that he had it on, he should have just put his hands in the air. I yeah. mean, it's
2: fucked up. It's... it's yeah, it I don't know. That's what I couldn't understand. All I kept thinking of saying to myself was, bruh, just take your hand out your pocket. Like, yeah. you know how you talk to the screen so much like you think a motherfucker can hear you? Like, bruh, You already took one out. Like Just let it be. You a juvenile. They ain't about to hit you hard. You a juvenile. And it's fucking Texas. Everybody got a gun in Texas. Hmm.
1: The
3: funny thing is, is I made a joke about it being long and lengthy and being a PowerPoint presentation, but I feel like... It was necessary because it gave you the full narrative. Mm. In, so I had to throw the professor's word in there real quick.
2: And I really did try it to think of a way to uh, you, edit it, but I could, I, I was like, I can't cut this anywhere.
3: No, but it gave, it gave multiple perspectives.
2: Cause yeah.
3: I was hearing the mother, I was like, man, she gassing. She, they, that boy ain't doing all of that. And then as time goes on, it's like, in a lot of these situations we have pieces to the puzzle and they're laid out everywhere. Mm. We really don't ever have it come all together in the capacity that it just just did. Unfortunately, another you know person's life is lost, but I really wanted him to take his hands out his pocket. My whole thing is, 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 is even before then, if the mother texted you and she was saying, hey, the police are here, that's letting you know that they already have engaged the, the police. Get rid of your gun, get low be quiet. Go sit somewhere in the corner and tuck your hands in between your legs. I don't care what you do. Go beat off. But get get off the scene. You stayed at the place. You knew that they were going to come. Now you're dealing with officers and you have a weapon. How do you hold on? How do you maintain a situation like that? I feel like, come on now. But it's so hard to watch. This stuff is just very hard to watch and look at. Because you know it's not TV, you know it's real life. It's it's just hard to watch.
2: Mm. It's been a lot of debate online and everywhere about, um, you know, we you can't classify, you know, you can't group these instances with things that happen in our community, like with um, the young girl that really hit me, um, Jaslyn Adams, the seven-year-old girl that was um, murdered in the car with her father in Chicago while she was at McDonald's, just waiting to get her a Happy Meal and shit. And these punk bitches came up and and killed that little girl. And um, so, in my mind, I, I get equally angered by all of them. Like, I don't really have a distinction of who did what to who and what. Like, the death of a, a black child is is something I can't I can't get with. Um, and I think as a community, we should keep the same energy towards what happens to Jaslyn as we do what happens to Makai or what happens to Anthony or what happens to George Floyd. Like we need to keep that same entry and en- um, energy all across the board because nobody should be, we shouldn't kill us, Nobody should be killing us, period. And we yeah. should
3: be killing each other and that's no one else, but this is, but if we, but we, it starts with us valuing our own lives. Mm-hmm. But don't tell niggas that niggas at. The no, and I mean, I don't even really care if I piss anybody off, but it's just like, if you walk into a room and nobody knows your name and somebody say, hey ho, how you doing? But nobody else knows you. That's what people are going to think that that's what you are and what you're about because that's what people called you. You answered, you responded. Mm-hmm. So if we want to change that, then do something different. Do something different. Yeah. Don't walk into a room acting like an asshole if you don't want nobody to treat you like an asshole. It
2: makes sense to fucking me. Um did y'all see uh Dr. Umar on uh The Breakfast
1: Club?
6: I ain't watched I didn't get to see the whole thing because it's kind of it's kind of long. He talked about a whole bunch of different issues. Whole bunch. What what made me actually watch it is I was looking at um I was actually looking at this girl's story. I was hoping she was on that twerking or something, but she had something insightful. <laughs> she said something about, uh, Dr. Umar talks about, uh, Joe Biden isn't for, isn't for black people. So, which is not a surprise. haha Surprise some of y'all. But. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. But, um, uh, that's what made me watch it. And then it, it brought up that whole situation where he felt like uh, he wants, he says something about, he's looking, he's not looking for a black queen. He's just letting him, he's just letting people know that he's available um, for a black queen. However, he said her hair has to be nappy. He said, how can, how can I say that I'm the prince of Pan-Africanism something or another and and right. He said she doesn't even embrace her blackness. That's that's what he said. So, yeah, it was it was an interesting conversation.
2: Well, I do have some excerpts. but um, let's get up. Uh, what's up, Rashad? Um, So let's get some comments out of the room. Linnea uh, Lee says, fuck Ben Crump. Uh, Linnea said he should have left school grounds. Uh, Rashad, appreciate you, bro. Uh, he said it's a shame that we cluster every situation with police and black men and women together. This situation in my opinion is different from George Floyd, Sandra Bland, Freddie gray, et cetera. This man assaulted a girl in school was carrying a gun under age, had his hands in his pocket with the loaded gun. The gun went off while his hands were in his pocket with the gun during the struggle. He knew the police were coming for him while this is a sad situation i believe he fucked up all the way around so i can um i can understand that i can agree on some points so um here's a and i'm not going to play this whole thing because um i know the breakfast club will shut our video down biden
9: president biden your first day of office you signed an executive order to protect the life and safety of transgenders. I have no problem with that. But you did it on your first day. But he sat up here with you, Charlemagne, and told black people that if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. So if you went out of your way begging black people to vote for you, why haven't we got an executive order or any other activity coming out of the Oval Office from President Biden to protect black people from police? Look what he's doing with the anti-Asian hate. President Joe Biden signed an executive order that is exclusive to Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders. I don't have a problem with that. But if you can protect the Asian American and Pacific Islander from violence, why can't you do the same thing for black people? They've been dealing with violence for one year as a result of covid. That's what it's called Mm -hmm. the COVID-19 hate crimes bill Mm -hmm. to protect Asians as a result of discriminatory treatment that they've been dealing with for how long? One year black people have been catching hell for 400 years. And we have yet to get an executive order from Joe Biden to protect us from the police. So can I ask you a question?
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because Shannon and I was sitting in the, uh, in the kitchen of a day and a commercial came on and the commercial caught my eye because it had colors and everything it said, stop Asian hate. I mean, it was a deep commercial too. Like, you know, I there was like, said,
1: damn.
9: We ain't got
2: that. We ain't got one of them commercials. Like the commercial was like, it just came on and it just catch you like stop Asian hate. I was like, damn. Like, I don't hate
3: Asian no more.
2: I never did. Like, you no, know, I, you know, I, I was saying that's a commercial. <laughs> you no, know, you know, I love me some uh, Asian. Don't, don't
3: say it. Don't, don't say nothing ignorant,
2: please. I, I really like that's my favorite food. So I don't. That's do what that I was going to say. Please don't say or, nothing about that's my favorite food. It is, though. I don't do nothing. I love Asian cuisine. I'm sorry. So it could be an Asian somewhere saying, I damn sure love fried chicken. I'm going over to <laughs> uh, give me a Patty LaBelle pie. That's <laughs> cool. Not
1: a Patty pie. <laughs>
2: that's cool. Not a patty pie. NJ Rich, I'm surprised at that, brother. So NJ Rich says I agree with um Dr. Umar about the executive order and black people. But I mean, it was the lesser of two evils, as everybody says. So I mean that's where the vote, you mean the vote go where the vote go. Hmm. Hmm? that's some shit. Mm. No, um, I was happy getting money with Trump. <laughs> I mean, he he's he's, man, he's, the the police stuff is still going on yep i mean that w- w- so i don't understand
6: we got a we got a black vice president
2: is she because last time i heard her she said she was asian and then i thought she said she was indian oh we I mean, a, he, he went deep into woman it. Of color. Yeah, she's yeah, a color. woman of color yeah she's a woman of color and yep. dr umar later in this video he breaks it down and says that it's all politics the vice president was put in line to um, heal and rebuild our relationship with uh, East India and kind of get all of that back together. Because at this point in time, we got China against us, Russia, and they're all over there in the same continent. And we need some help over there. And so the vice president was
6: the key politically to that. I all- the- So- <clears throat> I said the same thing with when we got President Obama. See, people think that a black president at that time was a mistake or a great thing. Black people came out and voted and white people wanted them in there. Gotta stop, man. We, it really, gotta, we, really, we really gotta stop and start paying attention to exactly how things work in this world. There is no such thing as a mistake when it comes to politics. Politics, hell no. These things are, um, th- there's something I was reading that was talking about um, uh, people thinking that they have a, they have their own opinion when in reality there's regurgitating information that they've heard so many times that now that they think it's correct. That's that's in a nutshell what they were saying. And the media feeds you certain things on purpose, leading up to certain things on purpose. Whether it the TV, internet, shit pops up on your screen all the time, or uh, radio. It happens consistently. That was a perfect time to get a black man in the presidency seat. Because remember, he was running right behind Bush and all the shit that Bush had did, right? Or that we feel like Bush had done. It was a great time to have a black man coming in and try to clean up and repair some relationships. Now, here we go. They weren't gonna put a black woman in there as a as a as a uh as a president. So Let's put it in there as a vice president. It was a great power move or a great way to get some votes or to get the, the community's attention. They had him run with a black woman. So here we go again. Try, trying to get somebody in there that can repair relationships, a person of color that can repair some of these relationships that they feel as though uh, Trump has damaged, has nothing to do with. And, I, and I'm saying it like this intentionally because I want you to have feelings about it, it has nothing to do with your little black issues. It doesn't, it, it really doesn't. And, and, and seriously, because people really think yeah. that the president is there to change your little issues. That is not yeah. how that works. That is not how it's ever gonna work. Say it, that is but not, that's how not how we're gonna get Your little black issues. Yeah,
1: that's what you and, said.
6: And I said that because Every time we have a, when it comes around election time, we have this conversation about the election. And I pretty much say the same thing every time, right? And when we have different presidents coming the, to the office, we always try to ignore um, realities. We, we, we try to ignore everything that we've seen happen so far. This is this is not nothing, none of this stuff is new. It's the same behavior, it's the same cloak and dagger that we see every time. My only problem with this these situations is I don't understand again why we as people of color fall for the banana and the tailpipe every fucking time, yo. That's the shit that I, that always bewilders me. I still can't understand this. Now, Dr. Umar made a statement, right? Now, guess what? Everybody's woke. Everybody understands now. Oh shit, damn, that's that's fucked up. Can't believe he did such a thing. Why not? Why not? Uh President Obama came in and did the same thing. Uh, what's the politically correct way to say it? Homosexuals got more rights <laughs> than blacks did during the time, exactly. So, so why are you surprised about Biden? Why get exactly what you're supposed to get?
1: Well,
2: there, <gasps> y'all have it. All right, there we have it. So, NJ Rich says, what, what I don't understand why we can't think the same. Oh shoot! The same thing about Africa. Why can't the VP be the connection to Africa because she is half black? There are connections that can help African Americans or build relationships with Africa in the future. I've never heard
6: politicians talk anything about Africa. You know why? Because United States is a superpower. If they want anything from Africa, guess what they're going to do? Take it. Take, Take it. it. They don't have no reason to make no connections with them. They have the ability to take whatever they want. From they've been doing it. Well, uh, the gold at one time they were taking it. The resources they were taking it. Gotcha. They've extorted yeah. Africa. They've taken everything from Africa. So they have no reason to build any type of rapport. If anything, Africa is asking black people or saying black people come back home. I, I was a friend of mine just went back, went to Africa, and she told me she sent me a message saying, "Hey, you need to come here." She said, Yo. They are offering so many incentives for people of color to come back to Africa. Now, I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest. And don't forget our guest is here. <laughs> All right. I am not Go going down. somewhere. I'm, I'm, no, I'm not going to. I don't want to live there. I don't want to live there, man. And I'm, I'm, the reason why is because they have so many problems when it comes to uh, rebels. They have problems with their police department. Not like ours. See, we talking about one person getting killed every so often, man, they got a police department might come kill the whole damn family in one night. I I can't, I can't, I can't handle that. I don't want no parts of that.
2: Well, our special guest is here. Um, and everything that I've read and gotten about her, the first few words that come up here are fierce fighter. (laughs) She is a fierce fighter. Not only is she an author, she's an advocate, um she uh worked for uh al sharpton's act um i'm so sorry no i, I why would i like <laughs> national action network there you go yes i'm so sorry um naacp author uh troy is about her business i thought she just wrote this very interesting book that i saw the title of and i'm like i'd like to talk to her but then when i got more information i said oh She's on another level. Thank you. Um, I'm sorry you missed the beginning of the show because I'm sure you would have had a lot of um, very good information for us. Um, we were talking about a lot of different things that have happened. But now we want to um, kind of pivot and talk about the answers to intimacy.
7: <laughs> well, hello. Thank you for having me. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Hi.
2: Welcome.
7: And I did catch a little bit of the uh, conversation earlier that y'all was popping. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it can get a little, um, it's, it's, we like to, this is an open forum Any, everybody, everybody's opinion matters because right. my boss is always tell me a bad idea can generate a good idea. True. i listen to whatever anybody has to say, like, we don't all have to agree, but my, the thing that I hate nowadays is nobody's listening to anybody, like so everybody's true. waiting for their turn to talk. So, but that's my part, but now it's your turn to talk and let us know about you. So, um, I want to just start from the beginning where did this love and passion where did the fierce fighter come from like was it um your parents like you know did you not take any crap on the playground like you know when how did this all become begin
7: well it all started you're right early on um i think my my passion for racism got started in fourth grade i happened to be on the the biggest school trip of the year the one that everybody looks forward to going to to the state capitol and um, while I was there, it just so happened that um, our governor was was in office. But our retired governor was also present, George Wallace. I'm from Alabama. And um, a lot of y'all already know the history about George Wallace, the, the most racist of racists that ever did racist. He, you know, just an awful human being. But um, so just a class full of kids, I mean, a group of kids when we were invited into the, um, the governor's office. And I walked in behind a lot of other white kids who were there. And George Wallace was like, Oh my God, niggers, niggers are everywhere. Get these niggers out of my office. What are these niggers doing here? And he just went, he just flipped the script. And so security literally was called on a group of fourth grade kids. And I was thrown out by police out of the state capitol, Alabama, on my fourth grade field trip.
1: Damn. And my
7: teacher, who was white, was hysterical. She was crying, of course. She had never seen any foolishness like that. And so um, on the way back, that's when I knew something was really wrong. Because, you know, get these niggas out of my office. That's the word that we didn't really hear. So, you know, I'm looking down at my feet like, you know, it's not like a roast to me. What, you know, what is it? Wow. But um, so she was heartbroken and I had to make the phone calls to my parents. Of course, that was before cell phones. So having to make the phone calls to my parents to explain to them why their child was physically removed from the Capitol and called a nigga. Um, that was hard for her. And and so after my parents would just sit down with me and talk to me about what it meant, what was happening, what was going on, it just, I just developed a passion. And then I learned about Jimmy Lee Jackson and so many other people who were being murdered by the police then and legally lynched then. And it's, it really is, it's, uh, it's enough to just make you mad to last a lifetime. <laughs> so I guess that, you know, it's been fueled, of course, by more things, you know, being black in America, but um, it is what it is. So, and here we are.
2: So, through, like building off of you, you know, what led you to actually have that, you know, passion in you to fight for your people? What, you, what has been so far, like your greatest? Like, I did it. Like, this is why I'm doing this. When, when was that moment? Has or has it even happened yet?
7: Um, you know, I, I always say celebrate small victories. It's been a lot of them. You know, just. Um, Different people I can name names you would never have heard of been able to get them out of prison And because a lot of times what happens is when people go to prison They are forgotten about because everybody doesn't have children. They don't have family. And so um, Unless they contact organizations like National Action Network, um, the Jericho movement or other organizations who specifically work with the Incarcerated population, they just are forgotten about but it's been so many people we were able to make phone calls on their behalf to say, Hey, this person's time has expired. They should have been released two months ago or, you know, what's going on with this person. And then from there, they'll be like, Oh, you know, and let them out. But people forget that slavery is real. It's happening in America. It's not something that's old, you know, read the 13th amendment. It still happens. It's real. It's called prison. Um, and that's why things to get people into prison are legal. But in that same vein, that's that's one of the, the biggest things and learning that I knew how to organize when we organized around um, trying to stop the execution of Troy Davis. Now, they still executed him. But understanding how powerful I was, just as me, you know, the average person does not know who I am. They probably never will. But knowing that I had a huge hand in organizing nations to help not, um kill this this man that we believe to be innocent that's powerful so little small victories like that is what keep me going
2: i think that's a big one i think i think think you underplaying that one but i can see why you know modesty is but i think that's i think that's huge like thank you I i definitely do so how did you end up with um reverend sharpton and the national action network
7: yeah what happened i was invited by um about somebody who just randomly was like, well, I know you've been into social justice for a while. And at the time I had kind of gotten away from it just because that was maybe like 2009 because I was knee deep into my career as a teacher. I was teaching middle school at the time and really loving it. And so um, I got invited and just stayed with the organization that was going through a lot of leadership changes. And um, it just so happened that I came in at a time and I was like, well, They needed somebody to do membership and to send out membership cards. (laughs) And I was willing to do that piece. But um, throughout the course of uh, maybe like a year, uh, Reverend Sharpton was like, look, we need somebody that's definitely going to be the leader. You know, whether no matter what's happening, that somebody that's not scared to be on TV or to write a press release, somebody who don't mind their name being basically on stuff. Mm -hmm. And so and I was like, you know, that's they um, nominated me. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. You know, let's do it. Cause I'm like a worker bee. Some people like the attention. I like to do the work. So (laughs) it just worked out.
2: And then you also, um, doing president, uh, you were a part of the, my brother's keeper initiative, uh, uh, president Obama. How was that?
7: That was wonderful. And, uh, we were invited there for the day to be a part of the, my brother, my brother's keeper summit. And we knew that it was going to be work involved that we were going to be, um, Looking at some of the details And the, the policies and who's helped And all those kind of things But we didn't know, like, they worked I don't know if I can cuss, they worked the dog shit out of us That's They true. really did But it was fun um, But we got a lot done, having a chance to meet And network and learn and, and share With people from all over the country And um Best meatballs I ever had It was a good time though
2: <laughs> And you're not done yet And then now we're going all around to you have written a book that I just love the title. I just every time I tell somebody you was coming on the show, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but the when I first read it, when I first read the title, it really does make you think. If you just read it, you can go just basic crass, you know. But it really made me think like, hmm, I could break this down in so many different ways. So the name of the book is The Answers okay. to Intimacy why men need oral sex and women need to talk there. Yes. Um, so break this down for us. Where did the idea for the book come from?
7: Okay, well, thank you for asking me and thank you for saying that your, um, your attention was drawn by the cover. I worked really hard on that, so thank you. Yes, Um, I, this actually is my fifth book oh, and the first uh, four are book and workbook combination. And what happened was the first one is um, The Answers, A Parent's Guide to Discussing Racism with Children. And that's the book and workbook. The second one is The Answers, Discussing and Defeating Racism in America. Kind of a little bit more for people who don't have children and have to break this, um, this, con, this huge monster down, this huge concept of racism down. But and what happened was I went on tour. Um, The book came out, the first one came out in 2015. And so I went on tour and did, uh, you know, a lot of book signings and workshops and seminars and panels and, and just all kinds of stuff and a lot of radio. And what I was learning is that people in different spaces were all saying that they had problems in their relationship and they felt like from what they learned in the book that it was because of racism. And I was like, okay, that's really interesting. So I was also kind of like in the middle of my doctoral program and I wanted to do some more research just to kind of see what things I could find in the research. And the book is what came out of it. And it was it was mind blowing research stuff that I had never thought of um, different angles that I had never um, certainly had never discussed with a partner or really even thought to be possible. But um, I'm really glad that I had a chance to go there through the research. So that's where it came from.
2: So, without giving away too much of the book, let's talk relationship. Okay. Let me, this is, this is the, I, I just want your opinion because I don't want to, I forget things. Kevin Samuels, are you a fan or not a fan? Are you familiar with Kevin Samuels? I'm not familiar.
7: No, I'm sorry. Please pardon my ignorance.
2: No, don't worry. I'm going to play a video for you.
1: <laughs>
2: you want to see
8: the video?
7: <laughs> yes, please.
2: That's, I don't know which one to play. Mm. Y'all pick a number, one or two.
7: Two. Two. Why would anybody want to deal with it? Let's see. I'm intelligent. I'm motivated. I have my own business. I maintain my own lifestyle. I'm not understanding the full scope of your question.
6: Well, see, that's the problem now, ain't it? You just described yourself as a man. See, you got to understand what the men want. And none, nothing you said in there was anywhere close to being feminine, beautiful, inspirational, caring, loving. The way you're talking almost sounds like a dude. Better go back to your husband. That's all you got. Especially in mm-hmm. New York. What, what, what part of New York? Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. No, it's
7: done. <laughs> and how tall are you? I'm 5'4. How much do you weigh? 180. Goodbye. Oh. Did he so Yo, I hate so much. I love
6: him.
1: <laughs>
2: So that's Kevin Samuels. He goes wow. live Instagram all the time. And it's been mixed reviews from women about him. Guys tend to love him, but um, women tend to think he sometimes says things, he says things that are correct, but it's uh, I guess how he says it, and also number. it seems to be more of the bashing without the turnaround to okay what to do to fit or like no there's no help involved there's just Mm
1: -hmm.
2: kicking
7: so i was just curious um
2: i have mixed thoughts on kevin so
7: well let me say that wouldn't be my style um because again i'm a teacher by trade I'm i'm a teacher's teacher and i do believe that um as humans we owe it to each other to be um To be able to correct, but I think we need to be able to do that in love and of course depending on your relationship with a person Is going to determine how you um, guide or correct or provide feedback for somebody But I just I do believe in being honest, but I don't believe that being brutal is necessary And uh, and when you're dealing with two black people male and female in a relationship I don't believe that being brutal is ever appropriate because as black people we go through enough bullshit all the time anyway And so we have to approach one another from a a, a sense of let me see how I can be compassionate. Let me see how I can love you. Let me see how I can be nurturing, because I know that somewhere during your day, you you didn't get that when you deserved it. And I understand that as a black person, that's something that's been missing from your walk in this country, in this world, your whole life. And my part of my personal constitution is to make sure that I try to restore whatever love and compassion and and caring that I can to everybody that comes into contact with me. Now, that doesn't mean that he's wrong and it doesn't mean that that's what his calling and his purpose is. That's mine and that's who I am. And I'm true to that. But and and I encourage other people to be true to themselves as well. And if that's his lane, then, you know, peace, love and light to the brother. But um, that's just not wouldn't be for me. I understand.
2: So the answers to intimacy, why men need oral sex and women need to talk. What is, where's the disconnect?
7: Um, Well, the answers, it really is in your first question, just even about the other guy. Um, And I start out in chapter one, talking really strong about being willing to be just always compassionate. Because what happened is from the, from when we were first torn off the shores, of Africa, remember that's beachfront property. So we on the beach, you know, living our absolute best life, and are torn from the shores of that country and, and brought into being kidnapped, raped, and you know all other kind, forced to work without money and in, in just inhumane conditions. And from there, and, and out through throughout slavery, um, we've never really gone back to look at what happened to us to really with the intention of healing. Now we know what happened in, in terms of history, what happened, but in terms of your own personal lineage, like what happened with my grandma and her grandma and on down our personal line, we don't know. So we carry a lot of, um, a lot of hurts and a lot of pain generation generationally that's never been dealt with. And so, um, and that's, that's the, that's where we have to begin. We have to start with, um, with our own personal lineage, how we relate to one another and and then move from there.
3: I have a question. Yes, ma'am. What's more important, emotional intimacy or physical intimacy?
7: Definitely um, emotional intimacy. And um, that's chapter three of the book, actually. And I talk a lot about it because, and I think it's really important for us to, to well, first let me step back. A lot of people believe that intimacy and sex are the same thing. Same thing. They yep. use those words interchangeably, I've and been
2: that's used of that.
7: Yeah, and it's just not true. You know, th- those are two very separate things, mm-hmm. and that's why um, I don't know if um, any of you or any of your listeners have, have ever had sex with a, a, a man that watches porn or that's really into it. It's awful because it breaks that emotional intimacy that a lot of women look for when they lay down with a man, even if it's somebody that they don't even know well. They look to be able to be to to connect with them in that way. And somebody whose mind is with somebody else because they, you know, right, exactly. They can't connect because of that. The porn piece, um, you're missing a lot. So I definitely think that the emotional part is the most important. Thank Thank you for bringing that up.
3: No problem. I kind of was like breezing through some of your stuff. And that's something like you said, it comes up a lot where people are very confused on the difference between sex and intimacy and thinking that it goes together. And I hear a lot of women saying they lack emotional intimacy in a relationship and they go in counseling and they sit down and it's really hard for them to have that conversation where the man can understand. He's like, well, no, you know, we do this, we do that. And it's like, no, we're missing that. We're not connected, we're we're having sex. But there isn't an emotional connection where that chemistry is there where you don't even have to penetrate me. But the way you look at me across the room, Make me be like, I'm about to drop them drawers. Exactly. So that's that emotional intimacy that a lot of relationships are lacking because of the lack of knowledge that it's not sex that equals intimacy. Right. So I wanted to bring it up because I kind of, I was street stalking your information a little bit. So <laughs> I thought it would be a good question. So thank you for, for that.
7: Yeah. Thank you.
2: It's crazy because we, we talk about a lot about, um, relationships like we try to mix it up on the show because the way life is sometimes we could talk about blacks getting like we could talk about that every day all day mm-hmm. but I, I really don't want to um so we try to mix it up and i think we do a good job of it and um so like I'm, I'm over here looking at some of our video archives not like uh kevin samuels but other things that we've talked about and you know you're our expert for tonight so i want to you know let you see some of the things that we've talked about before. Okay. Um, I was kind of looking through, um, I am.
7: Y'all let him pick. Y'all, y'all let him pick.
3: That's I mean, no option. He'll do he nothing. Does. You know, it is his show.
2: Well, we <laughs> no that stopped saying that. Uh, we talked about, um, I still have the video where the uh, lady was talking about weak men, chase, weak men chase women. Um, that was a very interesting one. Then we had the girl that said that, um, it was sexual abuse to mislead a woman and have sex. So if if you tell me that you want to be married and I go along with it and we have sex and then I ghost you the next day, she was saying that's a form of sexual abuse.
7: Maybe not sexual abuse, but definitely abuse. It's emotional abuse to tell somebody one thing and do something opposite. That's definitely intentionally, yeah. absolutely. That's
2: definitely abuse. Like what, like. How can you prove it was intent like maybe it, maybe it did, but wanted. but if if the if the if, if, if you the told
3: me a did, to get the box knowing that you couldn't fulfill a but you only said that to get the drawers to getting the goods and then after you got the goods now you back here coasting and doing something different you yeah you ghosted me right you had no intention of doing that to begin with because if you did then sex wouldn't have been a priority sex wouldn't have been an option if you really wanted to execute whatever it is that you agreed that we were going to do, if maybe it was marriage, you would have waited instead of exactly. making that a variable. And the moment you made that a variable and a, a trading method, and then you came back and you didn't keep that, then yeah.
1: Trading
2: method. Trading
3: method.
2: I didn't trade. I just...
3: Yes, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be nice. You traded your lies for this box.
2: Well, we, we're going to get all our questions out. Relationships, education. Is we have an education question in the room for you,
7: Troya. Okay, I'm I'm here for it, so and don't forget you can ask the rest of the questions about the book. It's it's still I can't I can't give away enough information. The more oh, I, I share, the more people the buy. Yeah, what? Uh, let's talk know. about let's talk about a couple things about the book. Okay,
2: yeah, questions about the book.
1: Yeah,
2: um, first of all, I I want all the fellas. It's not a how to a how to guide on how to get oral sex. No, it's not. First, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, that's not what it is. um <sighs> seriously because there's somebody out there that just i'm telling you if you just read the title you could think oh she about to hook us up no i think it's hooking the man and the woman It's hooking up the relationship is is that the correct way to kind of
7: yeah it's definitely correct way to 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 look at it but i i mean it still is about why men need oral sex period i mean that's that is what the book is about and it is in there it's not just a play on words so um if you are not getting the most unbelievable mind-blowing head that you ever had in your life you might be doing something wrong and so uh we just get that information
2: or, me. <laughs> I'm doing so- or is she doing something wrong
7: or it could be both because mm-hmm.
2: i if i am a proponent of if your heart isn't in it don't do it
7: yeah well yeah i mean and i, I completely agree with that and um When in the book, when I'm talking about why women need to talk and why men need oral sex, I start with the women first. Women need to talk, especially black women. And again, uh, just remember, this is written in the through the vein of healing ourselves through the horrors of racism and becoming better um, as a couple and, and as people from that. And you have to remember that women, especially black women, can go to work every day. And she no matter how long she was on her job, nine times out of ten, she's the person who has she was there first. She's hired folks, she's trained folks, she knows the most. When things go wrong, they hey, go ask cookie uh what to do, you know, go ask Troya. You know, she know, you know, that kind of thing. And she has to see people get promoted ahead of her and oh, just so see hard. all this other kind of stuff. She has to see the possibility of her, her child being murdered on the street, just the possibility of so much other we carry so much and do so much for so many people. We, When we come home at the end of the day, we need to talk. It's not just something that we wanna do in order for us to continue to function. As normal human beings, we need to talk. So we're gonna either put it on Facebook or either if you text us, we're gonna you text us one sentence, we're gonna text back a paragraph. That's why, because we need to get stuff off of our chest. Yeah, um, They don't wanna listen. They don't wanna listen.
3: They
2: don't want to I hear that. I don't think it's that we don't want to listen. And y'all better start. like, why do y'all make me stay, fellas? Why y'all have me stand on the island by myself when <laughs> you, <laughs>
1: they just when I
6: did, I did, I did, fall did, into the did, deep did, and did. I'm gonna go?
4: But it's okay, I'm trying, learn, I'm trying to learn here.
2: I'm
6: about to I actually, out actually, out. Got, I actually got a response to that though. Um, so I, um, I'm actually reading a book now called The Way of the Superior Man. Okay. And I know I put it on IG that I was going to finish the book. That didn't happen. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, something that was stated in the book, I kind of heard you touch on it indirectly. And Kevin Samuels hit it straight on the head just now in that in that conversation. Um, and again, I, I I can agree with what you said about um, delivery. Delivery is very important. You got to be mm-hmm. delicate when you're talking to believe it or not, you got to be delicate when you're talking to a man. You got to be delicate when you're talking to a woman. You have to have a level of care whenever you're talking to people <clears throat> because they'll write the information off if it's not delivered correctly. But something that they said in there was um uh, one of the problems that men and women have is the fact that The woman has to put on that, they use the term masculine essence, and she does that when she goes to work because she's dealing, she's dealt with men for so long on a professional level that she's realized that in order for her to survive in that industry, she has to be a little more, she has to be stronger than just her feminine qualities are going to allow her to be. So she has to take on some, some masculine traits to uh, perform in that, that field. right? The problem is that when she comes home, she doesn't know how to turn it off. Yeah. So because she doesn't know how to turn that masculine side off, when she's talking to her uh, her man, whether it's her husband or boyfriend or whatever, she's met with resistance. And the reason why she's met with resistance is because she's coming in with that same energy of being masculine. And you can't have two masculine energies trying to have a conversation. It becomes a, a tug of war. It becomes a. But but I I think this, or it should be this way, as opposed to us being able to communicate and hear, hear each other's point. So, I, I I guess my, I guess the point that I'm at now, where I'm trying to understand, how can you get people to to want to shift that energy and understand that you know, and I've actually said this to somebody, you know, I'm not here to fight you. Like I'm not here to, to argue with you. We don't, we don't need to argue. I'm, I'm supporting you. Like I'm the one that, that when you say, come on, let's get in the car and ride. We got something to take care of. I'm gone. You know, I don't, I don't want us to be at odds with each other when we're having conversations. Why do we have to be at odds? But the problem is the women that I've encountered, they have a hard time of turning that masculine side off because they've been single parents for so long. They've been dealing in the workforce for so long and these, these higher end jobs dealing with men. They've been um, so dominant in so many situations and they may have been so dominant in their previous relationships. So it's hard for them to turn it off now. So how do you, how do you get that conversation across or how does that work where it doesn't seem like I'm challenging you? I just want to be able to talk something? to you.
3: Can I say something really quick? Because I think that you are absolutely correct with what you're saying as far as that. But well, more so in an argument when y'all are trying to prove a point. But with women talking, sometimes it doesn't require an answer or a response. Sometimes it just requires to just be an ear. If if Shannon went to work and she did a, did a proposal and nobody paid no attention to nothing that she did, but the next day Billy came in there and did the same proposal, If she wants to come home and talk to Mike about like how she was looked over, how nobody heard her in the meeting, nobody even considered her. Does that really mean that you have to have a response? Does that mean that, well, baby, maybe you should have did this and baby you maybe should have did that. Instead of sometimes it's just letting somebody vent and just get it out. It doesn't necessarily mean, I think sometimes the problem um, in those type of situations is y'all wanna solve a problem and it's really not a problem to solve. It's really nothing for you to do. Sometimes it's just to sometimes be a seat filler and be in that moment with your spouse. But instead, a lot of men want to solve problems. They want to help, they want to conquer, they want to do something. And it doesn't require an action all the time. Sometimes it just requires that ear. Baby, you know what? You got it maybe the next time, instead of it taking it and turning it into something combative, connecting with your spouse on a different level. You know what, baby, I know you got that. I know you probably did a real good presentation and make a joke about it. Let's go pull up on yo, Billy really don't even know what time it is. But instead you have people that want to be combative or they want to solve something and there's nothing to solve. You can't come to my um, job and fix my issue.
1: You what you want to be my boss?
4: How can you tell when is when? Because a lot of the times you'd be sitting there and just listening and then it's oh you ain't got nothing to say, you're not you're paying for Well that's, that's a great yep, yep, that's, the, that's a great question. Let, let me
7: yeah. jump in real quick. I think one of the biggest things that we have to do, number one, and this is a two-part answer, but number one to answer your question your question, Professor, we have to go back to um, when we actually look at how we relate to one another in a relationship so for example when you were saying that you know she doesn't know how to take off that uh that aggression and the the go get them mindset it could be it could be like a lot of other people that i've contacted come into contact with in these workshops who are saying you know what i can put it down if i wanted to but that's just who i am now think about a lot of people saying that's just who a lot of women, especially black women, that's just who I am. I'm dominant. I can do this. I can do that. And then go back and see, look at how their mom behaved. And now go back and look at how their grandma behaved Mm -hmm. and now go back and look at how great grandma behaved and grandma. And, and you know why she was like that? Because she had to be because her husband was beaten in front of her, torn out, ripped out of the household. And so in her mind, she internalized, I have to be strong, I have to be this. And you know, and even in the book, I talk about how the whole strong black woman thing can kind of be detrimental for us to in, in a in a sense because yeah. we look at it as like it's this mantle and you know, really, no, you gotta put it down because a lot of that stuff really is masculine and it is a turn off. And a lot of women would desperately like to come home and then take off, you know, the whole go them, 'em, mm-hmm. let's change the world. Uh, mentality. And we love to come home and be soft and be completely submitted to somebody that they know can handle them. So that's part one of the answer. Part two of the other answer um, to what the sister was saying is if you really look at your life, both male and female, and and consider your, your years in elementary school, your years in middle school, high school, on the football team, when have you ever been taught how to listen? Hold those fingers up. How many times have you been taught to listen? whether it was at work, at school, at church, wherever we're listening in all of these different spaces where listening is important and be, be honest with yourself and, and have an evaluation. And, and just consider how many times have you been taught how to listen,
2: including yesterday.
7: Don't include yesterday. Okay. <laughs> and you see, and that's, but, but that's what she's saying. You know, a lot of times what women need for you to do is just be quiet. You don't need to fix anything. We don't need you to respond. We just, we kind of just need to get it out. But how and do we
2: turn that off? Like that's hard for us to turn off.
7: It is hard for me to turn off because that's who you are, You're protectors and your providers. And because you're protectors and providers, and that's what, as men, that's what you want more than anything to be able to feel that that needs for power and to feel somebody vulnerable in front of you. That's why men, especially black men, need oral sex. That's why it's important for them because that's where they feel that power and then that's that's where you get it from and um being able to and that's something you just have to challenge your own self inside of your relationship if i know that my woman is going through a hard time and she did this presentation like the sister said and she, you know it was better than this other dude and and i know she's going through that but i know i need i need oral sex at night i'm gonna have to make a decision in my mind be am so I going to go
3: back and forth with her or am I going to make her feel vulnerable so she can go ahead and give me a little slurpy?
7: <laughs> exactly. Well, so I, I noticed that that's what she needs. I know that's what I need. Let's be compassionate to one another. I call it in the book, compassioning. We have just we got to be so intentional with being compassionate to one another and compassionate with our struggle. We got to love the hell out of each other as black folks because we all we got. You know, and we another black person. That's why I'm that's why I'm single. why I'm not with a white man. I have plenty that ask all the time, but because I know at the end of the day, he can't relate to my struggle as a as a black woman. He just can't. He hasn't gone through what I've gone through. I'm going to hold out until I meet somebody black that get it. So that was a long way around the answer. But I hope that answers (laughs) answers the question.
2: No, no, this is good. This is good. How
4: about this? How about when y'all come home and want to vent? How about we just do the whole sex while y'all vent? Would that work?
7: (laughs) It may work in your relationship because you got to remember that's too a, now everybody's wait a, different. Wait a so, minute. <laughs> so even in the book, hey, I keep telling you gotta, people you, you, talking. you have to discover that in your relationship because what one woman may love, another woman be like, oh, you know, that's not what I need right now, and so it's different for it's different for everybody, and it's going to be different for every single relationship in terms of how that looks. But I try it. <laughs> I say go for
6: it. <laughs> so I, I got a, a, another question does submission, and I'm using, I'm using the last part of this, this sentence, uh, the word intentionally. Okay. Does submission depend on financial superiority? Meaning that, go ahead, go
7: ahead. Well, I mean, I was just going to say, no, I believe that submission is always um, important in a relationship and it's mm-hmm. necessary. And I think that, um, and even just based on the research, Most women really want and and hear this black men because y'all are some intelligent people that's up on here. So let me say this to y'all. Women want desire to be able to be submissive. But to get to that point, you have to be able to trust that person first. Now, think about it in terms of a black woman, the things that we go through that that equal mistrust at the end of the day. And, it don't, and I'm not talking about just in a relationship, things that we go through with the government, with the police that's lying, not to mention the folks that, you know, family, friends, others. So our mistrust bucket is so full that if you come with anything that even look like mistrust, if we aren't appropriately healed, and if we don't sit and get the counseling and the therapy that we really need, which most people don't, but if we don't do those things, then anything you say is going to just sound crazy. And so, um, I mean, I don't know if they kind of answer your question a little bit, but, um, but you brought up a, yeah. a point of like trust with,
3: with saying, Hey, I trust you in this situation, but trust. When you tell somebody that you have trust issues, you hear people say this automatically people think it's because of a relationship. So when you just mm-hmm. say trust, I'm glad you brought that up because trust does not have to do with the ex trust you don't know people's story you don't know people's journey that develops a a level of i don't trust y'all i don't like the way you're moving and when you get some a trigger or you see something that looks familiar you may say you know what i don't want to deal with this or i don't want to go in that direction and that route but you hear a lot in relationships as soon as somebody say they got trust issues or that must be because somebody cheated on you or that must be because your girl left you or, or something like that and it's like no those That that's not the same situation or scenario. People have developed trust because of whatever they may have, whatever trauma, whatever they have experienced in their life. It doesn't necessarily have to be with uh, someone they dated, per se. Right, exactly. (laughs) I have another question. Can a relationship survive without intimacy?
7: Um, I don't think so. And a lot of people try to make it. Survive without intimacy. I don't I think all levels of intimacy are are necessary Well, for a healthy relationship? I'll say a relationship can of course can go on as long as both people just stay regardless of whatever nonsense it is, but in order to have a healthy relationship, I do think you definitely need the um, the physical piece of intimacy and emotional intimacy and spiritual intimacy, even though, um, like I, I rarely ever date anybody who has the same spiritual beliefs that I have, but that makes me grow. And we, because I'm learning something new and different and, but that's just who I am. And so, um, and usually vice versa, we, we know, we, we believe different things and So all of those different ways that you can connect with somebody are really important because it could come a time where you're, you know, when he's down and out, he may be depressed and not able to connect and pray with you on the intimate level. Or it may be a time when you have surgery or he has surgery, you can't connect physically or sexually in that way. So it's important to be able to to rub a back or hold hands or just whatever and be able to have a nice, sweet, intellectual um, intimacy where you're having a dialogue about, the kid that got killed or having a dialogue about whatever is is happening the coronavirus all of those things are necessary to have a healthy relationship
2: so so what happens when she calls you stupid in conversations like that is it that's that's a red flag right that's that's, that's like a flag on the play right well,
7: <laughs> well yeah i mean it's a flag on the play but i won't say it's a reason to get rid of somebody and here's why because we all have trauma and I think we all need to really be willing to heal. And so like for me it, to deal with those red flags that I may come up with when I'm first meeting somebody or today, I will bring up, you know, I have a, ther- you know, I have a therapist in my sex session. We talked about this. We talked about that because I like to normalize it. And so um, I think normalizing being a you get therapy may help somebody else say, OK, maybe I need to get it. And if she's open to, to doing that, that's good. Or, or, or even just using a book. It doesn't have to be my book, any self-help book that, that you can learn why not to call names. Because again, a lot of the behavior that we have is not just because it's, we saw our mama do it, but it, because it's ingrained from generations to generations to generations. Just, that just may be somebody who was always called, hey nigga, or hey, you know, yellow gal, or whatever. You know, from you just don't know. And this stuff really does stick with you generations from... So, just... Get a sister a chance. That's what I say.
2: (laughs) So NJ Rich says, I think that relationships need to be balanced so that give and take are done on both sides. So in essence, both people submit at one time or another.
7: Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I love it. I love it. Both people, we have to be willing to submit to one another. And I believe at all times I am submitted to you. You know, if you're my man, then I'm submitted to you because you may have to call me and say, look, just do X, Y, just, just do what I say and have to explain it later. So I want to be able to be that kind of submitted in a relationship. And I think it's absolutely important to do that. And you won't call each other stupid and stuff like when you when you know that we really are one. We're on the same page because if you are stupid, I'm stupid for being with you. So I shouldn't be calling anybody. I'm in, in a relationship with stupid in the first place. <laughs> we gotta, we really gotta go go above and beyond to be compassionate to one another, to lift each other up, to hold each other in the light. Of course, to hold each other accountable, but still to say, you know, I think you're wonderful.
1: You know, so, you know, wait, so, so, what would be the
4: first step if your relationship is not to that point? What would be the first step that you would say that can help turn it
7: around? Conversation. It's conversation absolutely um and and just begin with that and if you don't know what to say and then guess what i have a book for you, you <laughs>
1: know. Start out
7: that like, was a great plug that was a perfect plug it because in the book it's a book and a workbook so in the in the back part of it is saying ask your partner this question how how did you see your parents' relationship Ask your aunt, how did they see in the ask the aunt part? That's a really good question because you will find out what your mama said and what your auntie them said. And Now your mama friends is totally different stories. <laughs> and I think that's really important to get that perspective, especially if people have told you that your daddy ain't no good. <laughs> that piece has brought healing to a lot of couples because um, that's a whole nother situation. But yeah, so start here, start with the book, ask questions have that dialogue or you can just let me tell you something if you were dating a woman it don't take much ask her a simple question how was your day and that whoop daddy she, she gonna tell you everything start with that
6: one thing that I've, I've noticed about some of the the women that i've encountered um they have different levels of of trust so mm-hmm. they may trust you with certain things but um when it comes to something that's that is um, of consequence, they may not trust you with it. And and I mean, some people might say, "Well, I mean, I guess, I guess uh, younger people might think that just because you have a sexual relationship with somebody, that doesn't necessarily mean they trust you wholeheartedly. It means they trust you at some to some degree, but." Mentally, like me, for me, I'm more concerned with somebody having a level of trust um, with me as far as mental is concerned. I need you to be able to expose some things that are of consequence to you, that you believe in me enough that I'm going to hold that, that I'm going to be able to, to work with you, with, you know, with whatever those issues are and not judge you on you know, your past experiences or, or traumas. But that seems to be the hardest, the hardest part for um, a lot of or, or some of the women that I've encountered um and for because me personally people
3: gotta, feel, people gotta feel safe to be able to do that and i, I didn't mean to cut you off i just don't want to forget it's just with listening to what you were saying you people want to feel safe when they are talking about things that are vulnerable or may have been traumatic the problem is wondering if somebody's going to run away after you tell them if someone's mm-hmm. going to use that against you Uh, because they mad and throw it up in your face type of thing. And and this is going back to even what what Troya was saying, how we got to love and embrace each other. Because in order for me to be open and vulnerable in a way that I want to share those type of things that may have been traumatic, that may give you a a better insight into my life and you take them and use them against me, or I'm giving you a cheat sheet and you don't don't apply the answers, then you kind of sit back and you say, well, what's the point of me sharing? if I can't really trust you in that vulnerable state, that you will love me, honor me, and respect me in that, or you will hold my hand through that.
6: Mm. Um, So I, you know, I just, I, I, I always look at myself whenever situations occur. I don't necessarily always put the responsibility on other people. A lot of times I'll say to myself, well, what is it about me that made you feel as though you couldn't trust me with certain information or certain feelings. Like what is it that I said or, or, or didn't say that um made you, you know, made you, you know, feel like vulnerability is not gonna be our level of trust here. I'll trust you with things that I can handle if they go sideways, but I don't think I can handle telling you something or being um all the way open with you and things don't work out. Is there, um, is there something missing or is there it, or is it just the, per, the other person? Is it the person that's having those types of issues or is it circumstantial? Well,
7: What do you mean by things don't work out?
6: Like. I walk away or they walk away or we just don't connect on a higher level than just a friendship or uh, dating or whatever, you know, people call it
7: after how long, uh, after how long dating? And, and I'm, I'm asking these questions because the way that you respond after a week or two weeks is different than how you will respond after six months or two years. You understand what I'm saying?
6: Right. Um, it can range anywhere from like most of the people that I encounter, I've known them for years. But being, you know, totally transparent, more often than not, our relationships are never <laughs> like a a uh, we're going to be in a committed relationship it's never like that so i think that part is part of the issue mm-hmm. but um you know i just i just don't know cuz i always like whenever the, whenever it does happen which is not all the time but whenever that does happen when i have certain conversations with people or if i have a level of interest in certain people and we start talking about trust and um I realize, like, you know, you'll trust me with certain things, but when it comes to your deep dark dark secrets and your 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 mind, that is shut off to me. Like,
7: I I, I can't have that. And well, why, do, tr- why do you want that from somebody that you're not married to, though? Because yeah. to me, to be really, I, I think that's a that's a huge ask. You know, okay. I, I'm not I'm only going to share certain things with certain people after they've committed to me. You know because a part of commitment that we didn't talk about that's in the book but a part of commitment and vulnerability well a part of intimacy and vulnerability is commitment and if you weren't committed to me in you know whether we've said you know hey we're exclusive or whether we've said you know look let's get engaged or hey let's get married if you aren't committed to me it doesn't matter if we've been intimate sexually or, you know, if I've shown you that I'll be vulnerable and I'm able to submit. But is there's just a certain level of trust and a, a deeper layer of, layer of vulnerability that I'm not going to go to and that most people shouldn't because you have to remember at all. We still have to protect ourselves. And then as black women, not only are we used to protecting ourselves, but we're thinking about protecting our kids, protecting our money, protecting everything. We got to protect everything and everybody in the community all the time. You know, because this is a strong black women and that's what we Uh do. That's the burden that we bear. And so, I mean, so asking a black woman to trust you without commitment ain't no ring on this thing. I just think that that's a huge ask, and I really don't think it's realistic. I don't. So,
2: and then I know we're about to wrap up, but the shit just kind of got
7: so
1: (laughs) good. I mean, it 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 started off good, but like, this
2: is this is like a good because
1: of it
2: but you got to give something like how do you ration that out and expect the person on the other end to take the pieces until they finally make the final commitment like does that like
1: it makes
7: sense yeah and and then i would i would ask you the exact same question how much how much time of my life do you really want And how much, whatever else do I really need to give you before you understand that I'm the one for you or not? Because the way that I look at love and relationships a lot of times in terms of commitment, it's kind of like what Common said in his song. It don't take all day to recognize sunshine. Either Hmm. I'm the one or either I'm not. And if i'm not then go ahead on and you keep it moving because it's a lot of people that you can't see right right here behind us waiting to have a turn hey Amen. So, you know and, and what i think men really have to understand is what's real with women is a time factor y'all don't have a clock we do And i'm not i'm beyond trying to have a baby but i'm just saying for a lot of people they're still looking for the dream they want to get married they want to have kids they want to raise a family all this kind of stuff and If you're not talking along those lines you're not speaking her language and you're not motivating her to get to a point where she really is trying to trust gonna trust you because she's thinking he might just be playing games I don't know I've heard these things before so show her or tell her something she hasn't seen you know in terms of where you're willing to go my my word for, for that is like
3: why invest why invest if I'm in a situation that to me sharing those levels of vulnerability, that's you investing in something. If there's no relationship or any type of future, why are we talking about those things that to me don't have anything to do with what we're doing right now? And if we just smashing buddies, and that's the terms that those are terms and conditions that we put in place because we haven't discussed if we're exclusive or if we're in a relationship, then that's where we're at. So then that's the position you play. You play that position. Now, when I get drafted, or I get, you know, when I'm in another position, then then that's an escalate. now I can let you in at another, uh, why invest uh, as a, I'm not gonna invest in a player to come on my team if I'm not gonna plan on keeping them around. I'm not gonna invest, I'm not gonna put the time and energy into them if it's not necessarily a purpose for them to be around in my life. They might just be a smash. So you don't need to know nothing about sh- my personal, if you just a smash. Now, if you, there's some potential there, then I might wanna, might want to let you in and let you know some things about me, but that, I ain't going to let nobody know nothing about me.
2: Well, you are tuned into the Cooley and the gang show. This has been a very, very good show. And I don't want to just say that because my name is Mike Cooley, but um, it really has. Um, Troya. I hope that you will come back on again.
7: I would love to. Thanks for having me. Uh,
2: definitely. Um, please tell everyone where they can find the book how they can um, reach out to you and follow you to get them, let them know all your information.
7: Okay. The book is on the answers to racism.com. The answers to racism.com is just spelled out. Of course it's on Amazon. Um, The audio book is available and I hope you check it out. And then when you do, email me and let me know um, how things are going. I love being able to keep in contact with people because, I mean, yeah, I would like to make money, but, um, you know, really being able to stabilize the black family and the black community, because really that's where revolution starts from, from the black family. And if more black families stay together, then we're all winning. Our community is growing. We're becoming stronger. And I love that. So um, you can follow me on Facebook or wherever the answers to racism dot com.
2: I'm so sorry. I did not mean to do that. yes the answers to racism.com you see i just had it up and i will put it up again because i know how my people are um i love them i love y'all though um thank you very much um so this is what i'm gonna do um i'm not gonna tell y'all i'll talk to troy about it um so um we want to thank you again for joining us um we hope that we um represented well uh you were definitely a pleasure to have on the show um your resume um and everything speaks for itself and um fierce fighter is what we will call you from now on we're going to every time you come on the show um is there anything else that we did not get to touch on that you want the people to know
7: yes i just want to give a shout out to everybody in the dmv i love y'all and i don't know if you have recently seen this um Documentary on Netflix about Be More the club scene. It is so good, y'all have got to watch that. Can't think of the name of it. Shout Dark out to everybody City. at Howard. H U H U. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we talked about that last week. What is it's, it's uh, Dark City? Uh, the music beneath. Yeah. On yes. Netflix. Uh, TT So, uh, who wants to go first, Mayberry?
1: Mm-mm. Final thoughts. No. Mm-hmm. Stop
2: picking these You said put your screen on the uh, solo layout. Mm. Don't do that. Don't do it. All right, I'm not gonna do it,
6: <laughs> Professor. Um, first, can you uh, put the put the book up one more time? Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it, brother. All right. Um. So we talked about a lot today. I think that um, some of the questions that that were asked and answer um, could be very helpful to any any of our listeners. So I hope you was taking notes. And if you didn't, you know it's going to be on YouTube, so you can read you can listen to it again. And um, you know I'm, I'm sure our listeners are going to get the, the book, so that way they can have a, a successful relationship. Cooley told me in a text message that he's going to buy the book for all of us. So that was uh, awesome of him to do as well.
2: I appreciate it, bro.
6: No, I'm. i
2: might I was. We were actually gonna give uh two out next. Uh, next Tuesday, I'm gonna get. We're gonna. I'm gonna grab, get two, and we're gonna give them out next Tuesday. Next show. Right. We just got to think of something to do. You can't just say I want it. No, you got to do something. Mm. We got to think. Of, not not like. Not like that. You know what I'm talking about. They gotta probably
3: um, that, like answer a question or something.
2: Yeah, we gotta think of something good
6: we gonna And The last thing is yo, I need you to play that uh that noose by um Jiggy Peffio and go out. Okay, I got you.
7: <laughs> Special request.
6: Matt. That's
2: just any final thoughts, Matt? Can you here? He's shaking his head. Oh. I had to look he up. on
3: it. mute. He on mute. You on mute.
2: You muted
4: it. Everybody, everybody know what they want in life. Everybody know what they don't want. So again, I said this before. Stop ignoring the noise under the hood and go get your engine checked out.
2: There you go. <laughs> Glam Shan. What Troy said? You know you gas and go. <laughs> and by the way, I don't even have
7: no gas.
2: <laughs> Troy,
4: I love your name. I love it.
7: Thank you. It's my daddy's name, Troy.
4: <laughs> Mine too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um I, I don't have much uh somebody just popped I just want to make sure this is' an, uh have them like and share the show definitely um real quick somebody did have an education question I want to hit with you get real quick okay. um can you talk about education and autism in virtually like how I was like I think that's what he was trying to say can dr bishop talk about education and autism in the virtual, in the virtually?
7: Um, autism is not my area of expertise, but I will say that because a lot of, so many people are having really hard times with their kids who do have autism at home. You have a lot of, um, a lot of people that popped up with different, um, strategies, go to, um, nea.org. That's the national education association. They have a lot of different, um, Strategies for kids with autism, and then click on the exceptional education tab from their website. And from there, that's when you'll get like a plethora of resources for children who have autism.
2: Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, much. <clears throat> this platform is open to you whenever. Um, please don't be surprised if I, uh, our 100th episode is coming up on May the 18th
7: congratulations
2: thank you very much so that by you saying congratulations that means you're willing to pop in i am just. I would there. love to there you go see how i did that, that <laughs> so. <laughs> so uh thanks everybody for tuning in remember 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 that the obstacles before you provoke the power within um we'll see y'all next tuesday um that's all i got so thank y'all
7: bye everybody thank you yeah. thank right. hey. you
1: Keep
9: you are tuned into the cream of gang show on Blockworks Radio. They're souls and they ain't loud enough. Greet them with a hug and a smile. They still gon' frown at us. I was supposed to sink and swim when they keep drowning us. My mama tell me she worried they see to frown on us. Even though we built that pedestal, they look down on us. Saw me as a threat when my wallet's not surrounding us, frowning us,
1: frowning us. Frowning us? Young kings, supposed to run things, shake these leg weights One
9: thing led to nothing, now it's dead weight Quick to see my people retreat, scared to stand on their feet I came to raise the bar, now let's take this optimum leap Check the socks with my feet, damn I like this view Talking at a bird's eye angle, straight out the pigeon coop This is who? They don't speak his name, they've got Beetlejuice We all hate that demon in the mirror, we can't pick and choose Ain't that sweet, master let me pick my noose Guess I chose this path for my truth we all hate the
3: demon in the mirror we can pick a choose ain't that sweet Master, let me pick my juice so Who'd I sweet. ask you to say nothing? <laughs>
9: <laughs> it's not a ain't game Blockworks is in the building
2: Thank you, may Bye Should off
9: You were tuned in to the Cooley and the Gang Show on
1: Blockworks Radio.